warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking, intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York, formulated with chili pepper. Lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and cocoa zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. podcast for me Nicole Byer was trying to figure out why I'm single and guess what uh, nobody knows my guest today I almost just said my comedian is my guest today <laughs> is a comedian and co-host of the podcast Ben Pals his new special religion sex and a few things in between is now streaming on Max it's Rory Scoville that's right. Hello, I'm your comedian, Rory My Scoble. My comedian, Rory. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so, so, so good. I know it looks like I'm in a fun house here with my daughter's toys and things all over the place, but I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I How love that her toys are everywhere. I'm I'm doing good. Uh, life is fun. Valentine's Day just happened. Um, I had no Valentine. Nobody... Okay. Nobody wanted to take me out or fuck me, um, which, you know, is sad because I was open. Have you ever cared about Valentine's Day? Have you ever been like someone who's like, Valentine's Day matters when it comes around? I need this. Is that? Um, No, because I've very often been left out (laughs) every year. Uh, having to suffer through Galentine's Day. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do like Galentine's Day, though. That's pretty fun. It is nice, you know, yeah. celebrating with all your single girlfriends. Um, <laughs> I did have a Valentine a couple years ago where we like went out and that was fun in a way where I was like, it's a big deal. And they were like, okay. And then it wasn't a big deal. We just like went to a restaurant and it was fine. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't think I've ever cared much about 
Valentine. It almost felt like too much pressure. But also, in terms of like going on a date, you're like, why would you want to go on a date on the night that everybody <laughs> is going on a date? It's like the worst time to want to go on a date. <laughs> but maybe it's the best time to go on a date because you get to be like, look at who I'm dating, everybody. Oh, you're maybe. sitting there with your grubby little partner and I've got a diamond. <laughs> That's what it is. It's all about bragging. Look yeah. who's across the table from me. Look at Can this catch. Can you believe it? <laughs> look at this fresh catch. Did you go out? Uh, we, My wife and I went to the LA Art Show last night oh. and I that felt kind of like... Like oh we're we're together spending time but this is an off center kind of you know it wasn't like a Valentine's theme sort mm -hmm. of thing we got invited to go so we went and it was awesome walking around the convention center looking at paintings and and mixed media video crazy insanity and eating gummies and being a little <laughs> being a little high just being like look at this <laughs> look at this painting babe I mean I think that is ideal to be yeah. with someone you love and a little stone being like hey art oh, isn't that yeah. fun yeah yeah it was fun. we also were like afterwards we were like should we go somewhere and get like some fries or something or like get another drink and we we then debated what locations we could go to. And I was saying that, you know, Valentine's Day, people try to step it up and they try to go real fancy mm -hmm. and real nice. And so I was like, we should do dive bar. And she was like, no, couples would go to a dive bar too. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like the <laughs> the the whole point is like, hey, tonight we don't just go out the way we normally go mm -hmm. out. Tonight we get gussied up and pretend we're two people that we aren't. <laughs> <laughs> but we did drive by some dive bars and they were slammed. So she was really? right. She, she was right that, that people, they didn't care. People were just out spending time together, I guess. In, or do you think it was a bunch of single people in dive bars trying to get Valentine's? That's a great point, and that helps my argument. And mm -hmm. I intend to, I, in, I intend to start this argument all back up as soon as we're done here. And Nicole, another thing, <laughs> Nicole brought some newer evidence to the case. I would like to submit. Rory, how did you meet your wife? We met in Washington D.C. in 2004. Uh, we were doing improv on different teams, but for the same theater. Uh, and I started going to watch her team's shows and her team would then go out and hang out after the shows, which my team didn't do. And I always, always jealous that they had a camaraderie and a team kind of vibe. And I hung out with them enough to where, um, it became clear that I was probably trying to ask her out and just had a stalking vibe going on <laughs> and then eventually asked her out. And she was just like, yeah, all right. Just quit following me. <laughs> oh, but then you were like, if I date you, I got to keep following you. Yeah, if we date, I have to just walk around behind you 10 feet away. <laughs> um, yeah, we met and then uh, started really dating in like 2005. That's sweet. So were you, would you say that you were like, you built a friendship first before you were like, I love you? Not not so much. I mean, we like hung out socially, but it wasn't like a ton where I would say we were friends before we started dating. We didn't really even know each other that well. Um, it sort of knew of each other and then started dating. And then pretty quickly, uh, I probably said, I love you 
too quickly as I just fell in love with her. So I luckily I didn't scare her off. <laughs> you know, then she came around to feeling that way. And then the whole thing's history after that. We started living together and we're both, you know, entertainers. So we went, we're still down that road of two people trying to figure out what the fuck this business even is. So just trying to live, <laughs> laugh, love. That's right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. How long did you wait before moving in together? So my apartment flooded. Uh, I lived on the in the basement of a place in Alexandria, Virginia, and we had a really bad rainstorm. And my a window was above my bed that was like oh, ground no. level, and water just came in, destroyed my bed, destroyed furniture, and I just remember kind of grabbing everything that was dry telling my roommates, I'm going to take all this to Jordan's and I'll be back. And uh, when I came back, I was just like, I, what am I going to do? This room is destroyed. They got to bring <laughs> someone in to clean it and do all this stuff. So yeah, I just got out of there um, and then moved in with her. And uh, yeah, that was, that was the and start of us. I never left. I never left. She's tried to get rid of me, but <laughs> you she's cannot. Like, Please go back to Alexandria. Yeah. You're like, when, sorry about it. No. When rent is too high, that's when I jump in. <laughs> what if we split it in half? Now we can live here. <laughs> I mean, that is a nice little hack. You know, you want to pay less in rent, get into a little relationship. A little relationship hack. Hey, why not? fall in love with me for a little bit <laughs> afford that neighborhood you know what i mean let's do and it when did you know you were in love like did it happen instantly i think i had strong feelings pretty early on but i think uh i think the in love with is that kind of i mean it sounds so sappy but i think it's that thing that just is kind of growing over time more and more if if the elements are right you know mm -hmm. when two people i i think when two people are legitimately compatible uh the longer they spend time together and the more they realize that they are compatible that like that in love like i think we call it in love but i think it's really at its core just two people realizing they can put up with each other <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? i don't mind being around you that's love <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to kill you every day so that's yeah. love yeah i i does it does make sense to be like we do call it in love but it really is huh can i just like wake up next to this person <laughs> yeah. and like be yeah. happy yeah is this person okay with my weird vulnerabilities? Perfect. Yeah. I'm not good at being vulnerable. Oh, it's so hard. I mean, we're comedians. We, <laughs> we've we built our walls and you cannot take them down. Impenetrable. <laughs> my favorite is when someone's like, are you okay? And I'm clearly not okay. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Don't, I, don't, don't worry about it. I, I'm, I'm fine. And that becomes how you say it too. They're like, no, it's very clear. <laughs> you seem upset. Yeah. I truly said to my therapist the other day because a friend brought up something and I was like, well, now I feel weird because I made you feel weird. And I said to my therapist, I was like, why didn't she just shut up and like deal with it like a normal person? She was like, Nicole, she did what normal people do and brought up the problem. You're not being she didn't say you're not being normal, but she was like, you're the one who's avoiding it. So <laughs> right? you, this is something you need to deal with that you get upset when people are upset. Like, And I was like, oh, I don't want this. I don't yeah. want to grow. Yeah. 
I feel like that too. And then I'm like, well, if I grow, I won't be able to come up with my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm healthy, how will I do the tee hee hee ha ha ha? Right. Yeah, that's in the back of my head for sure. Did you like transition from improv to stand up or do you still improvise? I kind of started doing both at the same time. When I first moved to DC, I signed up for classes uh, to to learn long form improv and then started going to the open mics at the same time because I just really wanted to do both. And it ended up being um, kind of a good thing. It kind of, that the the things I was learning in improv were helping me be more confident on stage when I was very clearly bombing uh, the improv, you know, kind of taught you like, hey, just calm down and try to figure it out and try to keep talking and tr- maybe you'll find something. And I just kind of was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll try those things. And so it ended up um, being a benefit. But yeah, kind of started both together. So when you were doing improv and stand up, this is like, be- wait, 2004. So that's like before. Was there like Instagram? Was there was this before? This is the before times. <laughs> the before times. Yeah, this is pre-smartphone. This is, uh, I, I feel like this is when the Razor phone really was oh. cutting edge, literally and figuratively. Rory, um, what a beautiful memory. I, I had a pink Motorola Razor, uh, and you couldn't tell me anything. I know. And you were right. And no one should have told you anything. <laughs> and I wish to God we could go right back to calling and texting and limitations. I wish we could go back to limitations. <laughs> me too, because you got to do so much. You got to post shit. You got to tape shit. Now we got to do crowd work, and we got to post that. Crowd work oh, clip, come up with a sketch. To be, have a new poster, now alter the poster, change that <laughs> font, get on TikTok. You're like, I just, I forgot to work on my hour. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to do the actual comedy. Boy, yeah. it's exhausting. But yeah. did you have chuckle fuckers? Did you have like girls who were like, Rory, you're so funny. Oh my God. I, oh God, what a dream. I wish. That would be incredible. <laughs> I think I, uh, we, before I even got into that world or would have had any kind of chance at that, I was, we were already in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And that was, the, you know, and also I think, I think in my head, I was like, that's my fantasy that won't come true. That is not <laughs> the true. You know what I mean? You tell yourself one thing and you're like, oh man, go do these shows. But it's not real. <laughs> For some people it is. I know, but my vibe, it's just not. The moment someone would say that, I would blush and laugh and probably run to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have anyone in your DMs currently where you have to be like, I'm married. I'm a good married man. <laughs> Well, some of my material definitely makes people think that. And so sometimes that'll happen, but not for the most part. No, I will. I, sometimes after shows, uh, couples will come up to me and say, we would like to talk to you. And I would go, <laughs> I am performing fiction <laughs> to a degree. I'm performing facts to a degree mm-hmm. and fiction to a degree. Yeah. But <sighs> it's it, but it's. It's flattering that anyone at at the end of a show would be like, you know, when you talked about diarrhea, it really made us realize we would love to have an intimate relationship with We're you. so <laughs> horny for your diarrhea jokes. Ooh, wee. Yeah. You, you walked <laughs> right down our alley, let me tell you. <laughs> you were talking about being wet in one way, and I'm wet in a different way. <laughs> Ew. 
that made me upset, and I said it. Oh no! <laughs> Two types of wetness. <laughs> Would you consider yourself a late bloomer or an on-time bloomer or an early bloomer? <laughs> I think I'm a late bloomer. I think I'm a little behind on everything in terms mm-hmm. of my brain catching up with what's happening in reality, um, which I think is a good and bad thing. I think it makes me almost more, <laughs> I don't know, childlike mm-hmm. in a way, <laughs> in a way, which I think is a good way to be. But it also makes me get to, you know, when I finally come to in my brain of like we're figuring something out, I'm like, oh, fuck, if I would have known that two years ago. I would have done this, but you know, what are you going to do? I feel the same way. I'm like, oh man, how come that was so hard to figure out? Yeah. If I knew that a while ago, I'd be doing much better. Yeah. But life is about learning. Yeah. I started smoking and going on stage back in 05 and just kind of did that for about uh, 17 years. And so I attribute a lot of it to going, you know what? I was in a place. So if I'm a little behind, I, I can't complain. I had a smile. I had a smile. I can't smoke weed and then perform. I'm not. Oh, really? Nope. Nope. Oh, my gosh. Nope. Have you? So you must have tried it. You've gone. I've up. tried it twice. And yeah. each time I'm like, ah, shit. I'm not saying that out loud. That was a thought. <laughs> oh, no. And then you can't remember. You're like, wait, or did yeah, well, I say that? What out loud? was I saying? I don't know. Um, and then I tried to do improv stoned, and that I just kept laughing because I was like, boy, everyone's pretty funny here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you become a little too much of the audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah can't yeah. do that at all. I'm always mystified by people who are functional stoners because I am not. I, I'm not functional in any way except for going on stage and it's it's not like it's good every time i mean sometimes it's just piles of shit of me <laughs> being like this is funny and then l- listening later and being like oh that wasn't funny at all but <laughs> i do enjoy it i don't know why i think when i first tried it it did something to me where i was like oh fuck this is really fun i no longer care how i'm doing mm. and it made me just kind of trust that i was doing it. It made me go to a place mentally where I was like, I think this is fun and funny and I should think that. And if I think it, then maybe they'll think it. And it, you know, like I said, sometimes you're off, but it mm-hmm. it guided me for a while. I've since stopped, but I do I do miss it and and I loved it. I also am just a weird person in general. So then it's like to be high on top of that. I'm like, here's an extra weird thought. Yeah. Is this okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also in a public setting too, where it's like, everyone is looking at you and that's not your paranoia. No. The lights are literally on you right now. I set this up. Yeah. You are on an elevated platform. <laughs> Just trying to tell you my thoughts. Why are you staring at me? (laughs) Because I planned it this way. You're all judging me. Yes, that's what (laughs) sort of our job. (laughs) So wait, this whole time you've been doing comedy, you haven't been single. And you probably haven't done apps either. No, I have no, no, I don't understand it or know what the best one would be. Um, Yeah, I don't know that world. That is so nice for you. 
I'm on yes. the other side of it. So it's one of those grass is greener where I'm like, oh, if there was a world where I was single and that was a thing, ooh, I don't know. I don't know it who I'd be. It is a hellscape. Oh, no. It is hellish. <laughs> Everybody is very strange. Um, people have like weird murder vibes and you're like, well, oh, yeah. got to take a chance. You know, either maybe I get murdered or I find love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... It's one of the two. One of the two. One of the two. And honestly, at this point, I'm like, murder me. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, or am I? <laughs> I was talking to this man in a bar and the whole time, because I've been trying to like go out and like meet people. And the yeah. whole time I was talking to him, I was like, are you interested in me? And you can't just ask people that. And I right. don't understand why. I know. It's like you got to play this weird game of poker and you're like, what do you <laughs> I want to know where we stand in this conversation and what we're both trying to gain. Yeah. But you can't just say it. And then also you kind of wish you could just say it. But then sometimes you meet someone who does just say it and you're like, "Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what happens, because I've had people be like, oh, I'm definitely into you. And I'm like, ew, I'm not into you. <laughs> Oh, you showed me your I cards? But, uh... You're not supposed to show your cards, you idiots. <laughs> um, I was watching a clip from dating. I think it's dating on the spectrum. And this man was speed dating. And he asked this woman, he was like, would you like to know anything else about me? And she just goes, no. And then the, the next clip, he was just marking no in front of these women. Yeah. And they had to be like, oh, you can't do that. And he was like, oh, no, I knew I was doing something wrong. But I was like, but why not? Be right, like, yeah. Then everyone goes, oh, we're on the same page. This person's not interested in me. I can move on before yeah. I get invested. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I, I wouldn't even know how to. I will say, like, in person, my whole life, I think I've needed someone to just kind of be like, oh, I think I like you. It's never mm -hmm. been an absolute stranger. I've never, I don't have, like, any kind of game. I don't know what to, I'm not, <laughs> I think I'm fun, but I don't know how, what is supposed to happen at a bar. I don't know how I'm supposed to talk. I think everyone is, like, just being nice and so mm -hmm. I'm just like polite and just like, oh, I'm not reading signals because of it. Um, I wouldn't even know what it would be like on an app trying to do that when you can't sense someone else's energy or their vibe. Yeah. Because I wasn't even good at it when you could do that. Now you eliminate <laughs> that. <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start. I wouldn't know what to say. I would feel stupid the whole time. Like every time I've tried to be like seductive, even to my wife, I just I just feel stupid. <laughs> I also feel stupid trying to like be sexy. I'm like, I that's not I, that's not my vibe. I'm not like, hey, right. Mister. I just it, <laughs> it doesn't feel natural. And some women are so good at like batting their eyes, and some yeah. guys are great at like leaning in. And I'm like, uh, I don't. <laughs> this is I, wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I see guys do that, I'm like, oh, you're good. Yeah. Like you just watch it. You kind of just admire it, like it's a <laughs> like you're watching a movie. Like you're really good at being seductive and intimate. This is enter. Entertaining. Oh, You're wow. so good at it. You just went ahead and ordered the <laughs> drinks and then whispered something to her, and she doesn't even know you. She doesn't know you, and she's giggling? How is this happening? <laughs> why are you instantly... Why is this happening so fast? Yeah, I simply don't get it. 
How long were you married before you were like, let's have a kid? Uh, it was pretty, I, well, I don't know if it was quick. We got married in 2013 and then uh, our daughter was born in 2015. But we had been together so long that it really, you know, the marriage thing really became an element of, I mean, we wanted to do it, but it also became an element of like healthcare and being like, oh, we <laughs> should do this. There's tax, uh -huh. you know, there's a tax benefit. There's like the, the, in so many ways, we were just already a husband and a wife in, in how we were. This just kind of made it, I guess, legal in the, in the eyes of American <laughs> law. I don't know. In the eyes of Joe Biden, yeah. how wild that you get a tax break for being married and like can get help get on people's health care. It's like yeah. why do single people have to? Why I should get a tax break because I'm just me. You know what is so funny is that it's only occurring to me right now as you say that that I that has always been the reason why we did because I got a job I did have health coverage and if we were married she would also be on my health care. But I I actually don't really know why it. I don't know why it works that way. Someone could yeah. come up and be like, "Hey, you know, you've never actually had a tax benefit." I go, oh, "I've never even looked into it. I just kind of, <laughs> I just kind of repeated what I heard a smart person say." <laughs> I think you get a tax. I know, yeah. If you file I think you jointly, do, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know that stuff. I don't know that world. And the world that we live dependent. in. I don't know the world either. Yeah. I'm just like parroting things that I've half heard from people. Yeah, and it's gotten us this far. You so, know, thriving on a Zoom. That's why we got to stay away from therapy. Don't we cure our to. joke machine. Don't cure me. <laughs> Hurry real quick. We got to take a break. Okay. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Okay, so life is hard and a lot of us spend our times wishing that we had more time. The question is time for what? If time is unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's important because therapy is kind of like dating. You got to find someone who works with you. So, you know, if you're not getting good vibes or you're not you're not feeling it, like you, you could just switch. No additional charge. Uh, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Rory Scoble, we're back. Um, did your relationship change after having a kid, or was it just like, ooh, more the more the merrier? It did change. It's interesting how it changes because you literally are now this like this these three people, uh, and you kind of there's an element of forgetting what it was like when it was just the two of you. It just mm-hmm. somehow gets deleted from your brain because now you're like, oh my god, we have to keep a human being alive like you (laughs) and because of that you all the information that you stored up about your own personal self Mm -hmm. gets deleted because it's like no you need to know where the medicine is so that has to go in that file um but yeah it it did the dynamic does change because now you're both in charge of this this child and that changes for better or worse how you see each other and how you Mm -hmm. are towards each other now that you have to work on a project i mean it's kind of like any of these com- comp- competition tv shows where a, a married couple has to like compete against other married couples you're like <laughs> well now you're giving them an objective and they're gonna fight <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna fight each that, other <laughs> yeah that is interesting i mean i was a nanny for a long time so like i my job was keeping children alive but yeah. i can't imagine keeping a child alive 24 hours a day with somebody else because yeah. then you're like well i think this works this way and then they're like well no i think it works that way and you're like huh yeah so we have to compromise on the human and we're eight and a half years in of still doing that now i will concede i am wrong almost every single time <laughs> i know that Mm-hmm. But my ego will not allow me to start there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to fight and push back uh, for a certain amount of time until I just give in. Um, but yeah, it is even eight and a half years later, it's still like that where you're like, no, nah, we're going to do it like this. It's like, no, I don't know if that's right. <laughs> it's bizarre. That is wild. Also, eight. Eight's a crazy age because like they have opinions and stuff and then they have to like go to school and they come home with like, bullshit from school and you're like don't say that i gotta say the bullshit from school that is when you're like wait no you're i don't want you to learn that yet <laughs> i don't want you to know what you're knowing <laughs> and also now or like kids like you know can have devices and or learn other information that they're not ready for more easily and then whether your kid has a device or not doesn't even matter because they can be told or like look at this screen look at this look at this other Mm -hmm. thing and you're like oh the stuff that we didn't have access to as kids and you know i don't know if it's it it all you're trying to do as a parent is constantly protect their innocence Mm -hmm. and then slowly realize you have to you can't 
That's depressing. <laughs> I know. Even as I said it, I was like, well, that's not the vibe of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's real. And that's like, that's a, that's parenthood. That's true. that's true. And that is parenthood. Yeah. When you proposed to your wife, was it romantic or was since it was like you married for like health insurance and like taxes and stuff? But was it a romantic proposal? I think it was. Uh, we like the band Explosions in the Sky. They were performing at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which already has this weird, <laughs> creepy location. But um, I had a ring and I had it sized and had a quote like kind of put on on it and obviously in a very small way. Um, and I had the ring on me and we went into the concert. And during a specific song, I just leaned in and said, do you want to get married? And I think she thought it was a joke. And then here's a ring. And then it was very real and then we stayed in a hotel in LA for a couple nights and invited friends over to party and hang out and it was cool I think it was a really it felt very who we are like not some mm -hmm. crazy extravagant thing but like a nice dinner a band we like and a specific moment in a song um and here's a ring I feel like that's us that's nice. And that's I think that's very romantic. Thank you. I was in a helicopter while a man proposed to a woman that I don't think he really knew. She was Portuguese. <laughs> he was not. And he like he was like, I have an announcement to make. And we're like, OK, we're in a helicopter. But sure. And we it's were flying loud. around Vegas <laughs> and like through our little monitors. He was like, will you marry me? And she was like, what? And he was like, and then in broken Portuguese was like, will you marry me? And she was like, oh, my God. Well, OK. And then we all like soft clapped. And it was so strange. Yeah. And I was like, why did you do this with strangers? You never want a well, OK. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, all right. You're I guess the I'm best. not, <laughs> the best I'm not I can do. seeing anybody else. So <laughs> I guess we can do that. I can't figure out how to download these apps. So all right, <laughs> fine. Then it's you. Yeah, I can't imagine, like, that set and setting. I mean, it's like doing mushrooms. Like, think about it. <laughs> think about where you're going to be. Who's going to be there? Yeah, who's going to be there? Yeah. A single person you know, <laughs> not in Vegas. If someone proposed to me in Vegas, I'd be like, we're not a match. We don't know each we, other. We simply can't do this. This <laughs> no, is No, 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 the ring is inside this. <laughs> oh, it's inside something? No, oh, I can't. No, I can't do that. Sorry about it. It's at the bottom of this bottle of champagne. Oh, that means you pre-opened this champagne? Yeah, I don't know what else you put in here i don't want that yeah Ugh. so wait were you did you tour last year you because you yeah. have a special coming out so did you tour a ton right yeah, before yeah. i toured uh we started in april and it wasn't like i went and just stayed gone i i was coming back and forth so it wasn't some crazy uh ridiculous tour um but yeah we started in april and hit up a bunch of cities all summer and and then we shot it uh the special in november and now and now it's on Max. <laughs> yeah, Max. Where did you shoot it? Um, in Minneapolis at the Goodale Theater, which I think Ooh. has since closed. I don't know if that's on me. <laughs> it was not. They had never had stand-up before, and now they will never have anything ever again because <laughs> we shut it down. <laughs> that's wild. They're like, we can't do this anymore. After that, we show. just have to shut our doors. <laughs> yeah. Rory came through, and we got to get out. <laughs> we can't do. We're not going to be able to do this anymore. The city came down here. They said, if that's what you're allowing, then you're you're done. <laughs> Is Minneapolis like your favorite place to perform? 
Uh, it's one of them. It's one of those cities where over the you know past five to ten years, I've started taking note of like, all right, which cities do the crowds really show up? And they're sh- mm-hmm. and you can tell they're showing up because they already know they like this product. So I don't have. There's no salesmanship. They're already <laughs> they're already they're already buying. They're here to buy. So just start talking. And uh, I Atlanta was one of the first cities where I really noticed that I was like, oh okay, this city really comes out. And then Toronto, Minneapolis is one. I mean, there's there's many, but Minneapolis is so consistent. I was like, I should shoot something here to really get that reaction for the special. I think it'd be really welcomed. I like that. I like Minneapolis. I just went there last year. And apparently Janet Jackson has a song where she, or is it Prince? I don't know. One of them randomly in the song goes, Minneapolis. <laughs> it's probably Prince. He's He is from there. He's like massive, just king. I know he's Prince, but he's the king of that city. Mm, Prince is the king. Prince is king. Um, and it's every and and also everything's purple. And you wonder who st- who really started this? Who started it? I love purple. It's my favorite color. Did you go to um Paisley Paisley Park? No. What is Paisley Park? That's Prince's. Okay. I don't want to say amusement park. I think it's a, a like a museum. What? It was it an an amusement park? No, I'm thinking of Dollywood. That's an I actual know. amusement well, park. That's actually another great example, too, because I thought, did everyone just go down the Michael Jackson Neverland? Like, if you were a hit musician, you had to have sort of a low-key. You got to have an amusement park soon. You I'm going to have, have a property with six flags. You got to have six rides, at least six rides, <laughs> if you're going to make it in the pop world. Oh, God. I forgot about Dollywood. And Dolly- yeah, Dollywood's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I have a question about quarantine. You lived in a house with another couple? During quarantine, we didn't live in a house with another couple. Uh, our friends, Sarah Schaefer, who you know, and Scott Moran, mm-hmm. they lived in the back house. We used to rent this house, and the landlord lived in the back house. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, he passed away during COVID. He had a heart attack. Oh. Oh, and God. then we were going to leave here, and then we ended up buying the the property and we were like, oh, we have this back house. And so they moved in. And I got to say it, I think it was good for all of our sanity to. Yeah, that's nice to have like people, somebody there. I had a roommate at the time, John Milheiser, And it was so nice to be like, OK, we're inside and uh, and we can talk to each other and yeah. uh, this will <laughs> yeah. be OK. Yeah, we can be in the same room and we'll stay alive. Rory. You have excellent luck when it comes to housing. Um, I'm <laughs> well. I got lucky getting to move in with uh with Jordan, but I will say I do miss that bed that I lost in Virginia. Mm. <laughs> drenched, drenched. I'm so sorry. God bless. All right, this one. Yeah, this one was very bizarre. This one was. Uh, we had said we are. We know that it's COVID. We know you can't necessarily make us leave but we loved uh the landlord he was like family and like the four of us the four of us were really like quarantining together and i gotta say it was we were in such a place where i was like you know what we got this we're like having dinner we're hanging out we kind of like we have coffee in the morning then we kind of go our separate ways but we kind of all come back and hang out and chat it was kind of great uh but we were like hey we loved him. We're not here to cause an issue. I truth 
be told, I was a little excited to like get in the car and just see where we end up, like kind of go mm-hmm. on an adventure. But they also needed to sell this house and they were like, how about this price? I was like, I don't have a job. They were like, how about this price? I was like, you got it. Like, That's great. <laughs> that is the only way we are ever buying a home in this city. <laughs> I don't have a job. Well, uh, we'll give yeah. it to you. Yes, I will <laughs> take it. Yes, Thank you so much. I, will, I would love that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how we uh, ended up with roommates of, <laughs> in a way in the back house. That's nice. Also... I feel like the older I get, the more I'm like, we should all live in communes. We should all have houses next to each other and we should all say hello and raise our children together and be nice and friendly. I I do like it. I do like that. If there was a world where you knew you could maintain those friendships, um, I would love it. I I think about that all the time. Like, you know, when it's neighbors you don't know, mm-hmm. it's hard to t- it's hard to like you know, when you have property and someone else's property and you're like, hey, I know you're doing this thing, but that's technically my property. You feel so weird and awkward. And I that also makes me feel like an adult. And I don't and I know I am one, but I also don't feel don't like I'm one. Don't remind me. I know. Don't remind me that we have responsibilities as adults. Yeah. I don't want to fucking do that. I know. But if it was your friends, I feel like you'd feel so differently about you know, some, ah, I think I should put this on your property. And you'd almost be like, great, can I use it too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that would be incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rory, real quick, we gotta take a break. A full, rich love exists in all of us, and wearing a locket can really help symbolize that. Guess what? Pandora is bringing back a beloved, an iconic piece of jewelry. You guessed it, the locket. The locket charm from Pandora opens and closes so you can keep something precious inside, like a note from a loved one, lace from your wedding dress, or even a photo of your pet. No matter what you choose to keep inside of it, you can keep it close to your heart always. Plus, inside the locket is an engraved message. Today, tomorrow, always. To remind you that love is in everything you do. The back is blank for your own engraving. Engraving is available online in select stores. Pandora's new infinity chain design also makes the perfect partner for the new locket dangle charms. Pandora also offers so much more than just charms. You can shop rings, necklaces, earrings, and bracelets too. At Pandora, you'll find jewelry perfect for any style with each piece expertly crafted and hand-finished in genuine metals. Shop now at a store near you or online at pandora.net. One in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better human 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. I mean, Babbel is super convenient, and it's helped me with real-life conversations like Vamanos Mikasa, 
I got to go to my house or hamburguesa, por favor. It's easy to learn how to order food or ask for directions like I just did or speak to, to merchants without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Rory, do you have any advice for single people out there? God, I, I, you know... <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I think I will say that I, I this is this is something that I always think about. Maybe it's always one of those easier said than done things. And also coming from someone who hasn't been single for way too like 2005 or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think the being completely yourself, which is so fucking weirdly hard to do, but being completely yourself and also trying to meet people at places where things are happening that you enjoy, I'd like to believe if you were to meet someone can maybe start off in the right place of having a mutual fascination with a hobby or something. But I think ultimately don't start out trying to be someone you're not on a date because it just, it can be so much more fun and you can cut through all the bullshit if you're just like, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. This is what I think. And also, this is I'm 43. So maybe you just get to this place anyways mentally where you just get you get tired of bullshit. You're like, I'm not here to play the game. <laughs> all right? I fart a lot. Deal with it. <laughs> I like that that's the first thing you're saying to somebody. <laughs> I, I fart a lot. Look, Deal with I'm it. I'm lactose intolerant. More people are than you know. <laughs> it goes unreported. <laughs> but yeah, I think being as close to your just honest, true self as you can be, I think starts you off in a better place. Don't try to show off. And that's coming from a pretty big show off, to be honest. That's who just said <laughs> The that. biggest show off I ever did see, <laughs> my guy. Uh, Rory, do you have any single friends? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have do uh, you? a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them about me. I'll tell them about you. I Spread also... the prophecy of Nicole. You know what's so funny is that with my single friends, I so badly want to be a wingman, but I just told you on this show, I have no game. <laughs> I don't know what, I couldn't even be a wingman, but yet for some reason, I really want to like do it. I don't know what that is. I don't really understand how to wingman. You're just there <laughs> and then you like keep the conversation going and then like yeah. leave them alone when they connect yeah i i guess that's the thing i don't even know like am i supposed to go over and be like man do you know my friend <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know him <laughs> hey, there he is now <laughs> my friend over there he's really cool i would pay good money to watch you do that that's funny <laughs> I want to try it. My They're just like, look, you're there. ruining my night. You're ruining my night. I had chances with a lot of these women, <laughs> and you're screwing it up. Oh, am I? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that is what you do. You go, oh, my friend over there thinks you're cute. 
I, I think it's it feels very elementary school. Like, yes. I think you just go hand them a note and it says, do you like my friend? <laughs> <laughs> yes or no. Circle yes or no and hand to the bartender to hand back yeah. to me. Yes or no. Do you like Jason? They're like, I don't know Jason. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I went out with my friend last week and there was these men. One looked like Louie Anderson and the other one was... Uh, I don't know what who he he kind of looked like Kanye West, but uh, we sent them shots and we were like from us. wait this was a duo yeah. Louis Anderson and Kanye West adjacent uh huh <laughs> that's a crew right there squad goals squad goals yeah baby so we sent them shots they took said shots and they didn't even come over to thank us and no. then they left and no. I was like what. Even if you weren't interested, you could have said thank you. I know, just a thank you, guys. Appreciate <sighs> it. We're recovering alcoholics, and yeah. you guys just pushed us back in. Why are you at this you bar? You pushed us back in, and we're mad at you. But yeah. we came over to tell you that we're mad at you. Yeah. I would have at least liked that. Instead, it was nothing. It was like a Something. smile, and then they left. Even like a wink or a, hey, all right. Like, yes. Oh, that feels good. Ladies buying you shots like that? And you look like Louis Anderson and Kanye. Like, uh, I know. Come on. America's duo. <laughs> that classic combo we're always talking about. <laughs> the classic two man group that everyone loves. <laughs> the stylings of Louis Anderson and Kanye West. <laughs> oh, boy. I, ugh, Rory, it's hard. Okay, tell your single friends about me, especially if I do don't it. know them. Um, please, please, please. This is my. I feel like, what's her name? Princess Leia, where she's like, help me, Obi-Wan, help me. Is that from Star Wars? <laughs> yes, yep, Is his name Obi-Wan? <laughs> yeah, she's trying. She's saying it into a robot. She's getting it recorded into a robot to pass on to Obi-Wan later. But I get it. I'm, I'm your... I'm your R2-D2 here. You're my R2... Well, the computer's <laughs> R2-D2, and you're Obi-Wan. That's right. And That's who right. plays Obi-Wan? Uh, Sir Alec Guinness. And that's you. But then also Ewan McGregor. That's great. And I've always felt like sort of a hybrid of those two men. And that's who you are, Rory. I was at a party and Ewan McGregor was there. (gasps) And I just stood at a slight distance staring too much too long. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) And just being like, like, if he would have looked at me and said anything, I would have been like, you're Ewan McGregor. Did (laughs) you know that? (laughs) Have you met my friend Jason? Do you like him? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's why some celebrities have that rule where you like can't look at them because people stare at them too much. Yeah, Whenever I've heard that rule, I, I've never been like, oh, come on. I've always been like, nah, no, I get no, it. I, I, I will, because I'll do it. If you I'll don't tell me, right at you. tell me where the boundaries are. Um, was he beautiful in person? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, when you meet famous people, you're like, there's a reason why you're famous. You're so charismatic and you're not even talking. And not even talking or doing anything. And yet the it factor, whatever that is, just oozes out of Ooh, them. Zing. And you just are like, I can't stop watching you be alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was at a party and there was uh, <laughs> this man on the street was 
drunk. It was like 8 p.m., but he was shit-faced. And he was like, Mariah Carey's inside. And I laughed really hard. And then he showed me a picture. And I was like, wait, is that Mariah Carey? And it was a drag queen who looked like Mariah Carey. And I went inside. And I was like, even this drag queen who I know is not Mariah Carey, but looks like Mariah Carey, has like some sort of it factor. And I couldn't stop staring at her. Even though I was like... You're not Mariah Carey. I know that you're not, but I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, Rory, we've made it to the end. We've come to the end here. All right. Is there, well, you want to promote your special? Is there anything else you want to promote? I mean, if people, if you throw that special on and whether you like it or not, let it play all the way to the end. (laughs) Those completion rates uh, in this streaming world, they you don't know. Matter. You don't know what us comics need you to do for us, and it's just leave it on, hit mute, walk away. That's if <laughs> watch it, or at least do that. Yeah, and do it on repeat. Do it on repeat, and tell your friends to also do it, and uh, and then we'll never bother you again. No, until another special comes out, and then we say, please watch it on yeah. mute. And I'm slow, so you have to. My next special will be years from now. You've got so much time to forget how you feel about me. (laughs) (laughs) Rory, I ask all my guests this. I've missed it a couple times, but would you date me? I would date you. Yeah. Oh, we'd have fun. We'd have so much fun. Tell your friends about me, Rory. Please. I will. I will. Okay, I don't. I don't believe you, but that's okay. If you like this episode. If you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever. And then if you write me something uh, horny and nasty hitting on me, I will read it to Why Won't You Date Me Podcast at gmail.com. This nice person said, Sex free this afternoon? I'm in Palm Desert and can host. And they've given no information other than that. So, uh, thank you. I now know what you mean about either murdered or great sex. (laughs) Great sex or murdered. I now see exactly what you meant. Now you get it. (laughs) Thank you, Rory. Bye-bye. Thank you. You've been listening to Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer. This show is produced by me, Mars, with guest research by Lindsay Kempf. It's executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, with guest booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Maddie Ogden. Got a dirty message for Nicole? Write it to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com for a chance to have it featured on a future show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sofas, recliners, love seats. Everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on the couch again? 
That's okay. Leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. <laughs> Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.